Today, we're going to talk about something that is in the hearts of both our partners uh, within our development projects and then also our home buyers. This is one of the most talked about topics right now in the real estate marketplace. It's what's going on downtown. And today, Cam and I are going to jump into a few questions that we've been fielding and really excited to talk about what our views are in the marketplace when it relates to the core. Downtown's one of the most talked about markets. Constantly here, we're here from our boardroom right in the heart of downtown Vancouver. And so I'm gonna kick it off and ask you about the downtown market. Why is it continuing to be the talk of our industry? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is, is that the last successful project uh, launched was the Butterfly in December, 2017. Uh, it sold at nearly $3,000 a square Amazing. foot. It's hard to even imagine that today. Uh, total of 745 units were sold that year alone in the downtown core. Since then, the core, like the rest of the Canadian housing market, has experienced a real setback. Uh, 2019 and, uh, and a significant real estate reset, as well as the global pandemic, uh, we've seen massive shifts in work, we've seen massive shifts in lifestyle and culture. From the beginning of 2019 to today, a total of three projects have gone. It's approximately 200 units uh, pre-sold in the downtown core. Uh, those are big numbers, still great numbers traditionally, but lower than expected. Beginning in early 2021, uh, nearly every submarket throughout the Lower Mainland has witnessed just unprecedented price growth. Everything has been on a run. This is due to a shift in expectations, a shift in how we work, where we work, uh, recreating also in many cases what people loved about the downtown core in more secondary markets. And, and what's really interesting about that is that the hopes of finding affordability has really been part of the conversation for so many. Um, and that's around space and, and oddly enough, kind of recreating maybe some of the, the habits that they loved about access to amenities like the core has. Um, Canada is a world leader uh, in, in second round vaccinations. It's something that we're very, very excited about. With that, offices, hospitality, they're all unlocking. Everything's coming back to life. And as a result of that, we're expecting a big surge over the coming months. Uh, it's something that we're all feeling. We're able to dine with friends. We're able to entertain large gatherings. Uh, our expectation is that that brings the life back to the core and that's something that you can feel, right? It's, it's, it's something tangible in front of us. Streets are getting busier, offices are filling up. Parking lots are full again, which just yeah. is a nice thing to it's see. It's strange, isn't it? Cars on the road. <laughs> Thank God we see, we see cars in, in parking stalls. Um, and out of that, I think people are wondering, what's that going to do for values? Where is it going to go? And I think that, that that brings us into another topic. Like what's going on in the downtown core from a completion standpoint today, right? What are those projects that are coming up that everyone's excited about finally moving into? And, and to understand the downtown market, you're right, we have to look at completions. We, of course, we're looking at the new pipeline as well, but projects take so long to complete. The first start, of course, is to think about what projects are completing right now. There is going to be a bit of a wave of completions coming soon. We've got Smythe by Boffa, which we're involved with, absolutely special project that's recently completed. Pacific by Grosvenor, uh, 1335 Howe by Ani, a few others as well. We are going to see a wave of completions in the next six to ten months and as a result as you know with every one of those uh, newly completed projects there's always a little bit of turnover um, these are all essentially sold out projects but when they newly complete people will often have their situations change or they'll take advantage of appreciation and we will see some sales so I do expect we'll see 50 to 100 new homes change hands could even be a bigger number but I'm gonna guess 50 to 100 changing homes in the next six months from those new pre-sale um, 
So these are completed units that have never been occupied. That will change the dynamic downtown for sure. And also begin to have a, uh, some really strong pressures upward on pricing, right? Because we know that some of those homes are bought very sharp prices previous, but they're going to trade into the real estate market at higher volumes, at higher prices because they're brand new. You bet. And they'll be chasing some of the new pre-sale offerings that are coming at higher values as well. So, yeah. so Cam, that, that kind of begs the question, what's supply look like as well? And, and this is something that you and I have been tracking really closely. Um, to date, there's a total of 10 branded projects uh, and five unbranded condominium projects in the downtown core right now. These are approved and awaiting sales launch, right? These are close or ready to go. Uh, and something that we're paying close attention to. That equates over 4,000 units. Uh, that's a tough number uh, because it's not necessarily accurate. There is some iterations that need to happen and some of those projects are master plan communities that will take years to move into the marketplace and absorb. So nonetheless, you know, a, a typical downtown core pipeline, kind of something between 1,500 and 2,000 homes that are in the process of becoming ready to brand and potentially release into the marketplace. Um, today, we're sitting about two times that regular supply, but again, master plan community is part of that pipeline right now. The 10-year average for an annual downtown sales, it's approximately around 750 units. Uh, that's quite a bit higher than what I would have guessed, quite frankly, uh, because typically we just don't have the inventory to be able to keep up with demand, especially in the core. That's like a bigger topic all throughout Metro Vancouver, but um, I think it's something that from our perspective, when you look at the number of um, uh, new projects that are going to find this way into the marketplace over the next 12 months, and you think about 750 as being that, that 10-year benchmark average, it's hard to imagine how there's not still massive lack of supply, even in the downtown core. Absolutely, Ryan. And I think that we need to also recognize that some of those projects that are ready to go are going to be ultra-luxury, and that is a thinner wedge of the market. So it'll be very interesting to see in the coming years how the ultra luxury projects play into that. Yeah, indeed. And then and then you also begin to think about okay, well, and what is what is the uh, the allocation of homes outside of those very expensive properties and you think about one bedroom, two bedroom and three bedroom ratios. Uh, and there's no question that there's a huge push right now to, to small aggregates. I know you're going to spend a little bit of time talking about that shortly, but, but that's something that we also have to keep in mind is, is that of the 750 homes that we'd expect to sell, uh, composition of those are very, very important. Maybe more important today than they've ever been in the past. You bet, especially for downtown too. That kind of touches on both pre-sale uh, completions and supply. Do you want to spend just a few seconds talking about resale? Yeah, you bet. They're so so closely related. In the development industry, we watch the resale market so closely. And you know, typically downtown, over the last you know recent history, uh, we see about 200 transactions per month. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, the market's been been lagging um, uh, even prior to COVID. So we were seeing below 100 transactions per month. The downtown market didn't roar back like much of the other sub-markets throughout Greater Metro Vancouver until very recently. In April of this year, we saw the, the peak of that at 365 sales. And so really we saw that surge back. But the tricky part is that there's just not a lot of inventory on the market either. So I, uh, you know, it's, it's our hypothesis that there is still strong demand in the more relatively affordable downtown product, but it's under the $1.5 million mark. And that's where the sweet spot is, is under $1.5 million. And uh, you know that's why projects such as Bird Place 2 and, uh, and for us, the project we're involved with, the block, we're seeing such incredibly strong interest is because we have, you know, we have relative affordability for downtown. So we're seeing strong interest in that, in that zone. I think uh, something that's to note on the block too, I mean, when you think about the shifting that's happening right now, in where the center of downtown is, right? Because it's not necessarily the same place that it was maybe five years ago. You know, Block is a really interesting 
opportunity for us because we know that when you think about these master plan communities like the post and all the amenity that just comes out of that neighborhood, the block is centered right there to take advantage of that. Downtown is changing so quickly. We have several commercial towers under construction right now, over 2 million square feet. On average, um, a, an employer has less than a 200 square feet per employee. We're talking over 10,000 employees coming into the downtown core in the next three years, and we just do not have the housing supply. So the, the downtown is shifting dramatically, as you mentioned, both geographically as well as those supply-demand forces. And it'll be very interesting to see how the few remaining holes in the donut are filled up quickly. Well, I think, I think that you can't think about the downtown core without thinking about immigration and without thinking about job creation, yeah. right? And when you think about some of the tech giants that are moving into our marketplace in really big ways, securing uh, not just floors, but entire office buildings, yes, right? Uh, and that's also recreating not only the retail that sits at grade, right? Those experiences like incredible restaurants, uh, obviously incredible office space as well that's matching with that. And then real life amenities that's being built within these buildings, the way that it feels to live in certain parts of the downtown core will absolutely be changed forever. And that's trailblazing right now through some of the pre-sale pro properties. But as you touched on, some of the office spaces that are coming alive also have a huge impact on what it's going to feel like to walk on those streets. Downtown, it's, it's 10 blocks to everything. No matter where you are in downtown, um, you know, your amenities are, are within walking distance, but location really matters. Within, you, within a two block radius, or who is your, who's your neighbor, who's below you, really, really matters. I think we're fortunate the block that, you know, I, for there, everything is within three blocks, the seawall, downtown, the post. Um, so, so um, you know, what I'm seeing more and more and more is consumers are really, really discerning such um, a location in such a finite way. They're not just broad brushing all of downtown as being downtown. Right. Well, and, and when you take a step back from that then and you think about the push towards secondary markets, right? We've seen some of uh, the more active parts of Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, uh, places like Berquitlam, uh, places like Metrotown, certainly Surrey, uh, many residences that have lived and, and been a part of that downtown lifestyle are searching these new communities and amenity base is everything to them. And what's fascinating is that that unhinging of office to live work, that proximity that's, that's now been broken, that chain, if you will, that's been fractured, um, the pendulum has really swung out and really driven property values in many of those locations. Our belief is, is that that pendulum is in the process of swinging back. Um, and it's probably not going to go to the extreme that many are hoping, but what it does really allow us to understand is what is that real value offering in the downtown core? Uh, so many of the amenities that you just touched on are unique, right? And you can only truly find within a few blocks of some of the sites that we've talked about. So. I'm kind of curious, what's your take on long, like long-term on price values as it relates to the core? Those, those supply-demand pressures that we constantly talk about are in full force in downtown Vancouver to be supporting upward pressure on values. But you also touched on immigration. We haven't seen the floodgates yet open up on immigration. And let's be clear, um, new immigration into Canada chooses the blue chip locations first. Downtown Vancouver, downtown Toronto, some of the energy centers in greater Metro Vancouver are also uh, highly demanded. But downtown Vancouver, you and I both are aligned in our belief that there's going to be uh, great upward pressure. We will surpass some of the high bar marks that were that were achieved in 2016. We will, in the near future, may not be 2021, but within 2022, 2023, we'll see new high benchmarks again. Right, and I think I think what falls out of that is is really strong upward pressure on rental rates. Right? We know that immigration is playing a huge role, not only as a final destination, but maybe in some cases, and more often than not for technology companies, as a stopover. 
potentially to a U.S. citizenship or to a U.S. To a, to a US placement. And I think that that's something that is absolutely driving the downtown core that we're going to pay close attention to in the coming years. The other piece that, that is, uh, is fascinating to watch is how much of the current stock that's, that's in our pipeline, we think it's around 4,000 homes, but realistically, maybe more like 2,000. If it's, well, it's probably 4,000, but it's just going to take time to come to market. Right. Uh, and so in the immediate future, we have a release of anywhere from like 500 to 750 homes, probably year over year for the next two to three years, and a lot more demand than that. But rental rates, we know, are going to see incredible upward pressure. And so many of those buildings in that pipeline, it's very likely that we're going to see some of that convert into rental if we see escalation of rental rates. Yes, you bet. There's a couple of rental projects that are um, being proposed in the city of Vancouver right now. They're not approved, but, uh, but those are uh, with compact homes, and they're going to be targeting to service some of the, um, uh, the employment base that needs housing in downtown Vancouver too. This has been a good discussion. Uh, obviously something that we're very close to. We're, we're hearing this regularly from so many of our subscribers. Thanks again for joining. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And of course, if there's any content that you're hoping for us to dive into or speak at a little bit more at depth with, please feel free to share in the comments below. Check that like button. Uh, and, and of course, hit the subscribe. That gives you unparalleled access to a lot of the content that we're dripping out on a daily basis. Uh, thanks again, Cam. Always thanks, Ryan. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Well done. High five.